everyone. Welcome to EcoHeritage Sustainability Podcast. I'm Shija Shibi, co-founder of EcoHeritage. It is an online platform where you can find natural and sustainable products you need to lead a lifestyle to reduce the impact on the environment. We are starting with a series of podcasts where we will be covering different topics that will help you know about different sustainable brands and how they help in bringing a change. Our today's topic is green living and we have with us Mr. Rohit Amit, co-founder India Hemp Organics for a brief conversation. Welcome Rohit. Thank you for accepting our invite and it's an honor to have you with us. Thank Hi, you Rohit. so much, Hija. Thank you so much. So how are you doing, Rohit? I'm doing well today. I'm doing well. It's it's a bright sunny day in well over here. So uh, as we said that our today's podcast is about green living. But before getting on to the topic, our audience would like to know about you. When did you start India Hemp Organics and what is it all about? Sure. I'd love to um, give you like a brief introduction on the same. So mm-hmm. by way of introduction, my name is Rohit. I am one of the co-founders of India Hemp Organics, mm-hmm. which is a, a company reimagining the way in which cannabis is consumed and perceived within India. Mm-hmm. So through our our researching, manufacturing and retailing, we have developed a wide range of Ayurvedic proprietary medicines mm-hmm. using the hemp seeds and leaves which we locally source from our farmers from the foothills of the of the Himalayas in the state of Uttarakhand. So from our hemp seeds, we make hemp protein powders, hemp seed oil and hemp hearts and from our hemp leaves we make full spectrum cbd oil which mm-hmm. can be used for a wide range of like medicinal value and and various different usages okay um so yeah that is a brief introduction about what we do oh wonderful wonderful to know about how you have uh, done hemp farming uh, we would be you know uh, getting into that question in detail uh, but before mm-hmm. that, uh, how did you come up with this idea of choosing hemp as the base of your product? Right. So both me and my co-founder are very avid trekkers. We love trekking, right? And especially mm-hmm. the mountain because that is really where our heart our heart belongs. In just one of our treks, um, what we discovered was that, okay, now, uh, now when people think about hemp or when people think about cannabis, people usually think about somebody smoking or a baba sitting with a chillum, right? Smoking, smoking cannabis, right? But but right. in reality, that's not the real picture. What we saw, in fact, we saw that farmers were eating seeds, farmers were using hemp as a rope for their cattle, farmers were making shoes out of the out of hemp, farmers were using it as fuel, as fire, so many various different purposes of, of this plant. And that really intrigued our interest. Once mm-hmm. we saw that, we are like, this is amazing. And, and very, very honestly, um, we envision a world in which farmers are growing for industries. Right? Uh-huh. So, so, yeah, there, there, there lies our, our story of how, of how we came across the plant and and decided to uh, really add value at at each stage of the supply chain using hemp as as a medium for the same okay great so uh, there were already existing hemp products which you are packaging and selling or you started from the scratch itself 
no so 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 in fact um so in fact with the hemp seed we make three products with with the seeds right once once we cold press the hemp seeds we make our hemp seed oil mm-hmm. once um what what is left over will be the hemp seed cake so using the hemp seed cake we make our hemp protein powders and mm-hmm. the hemp hearts are nothing but hulled hemp seeds right so so there is like a value addition of three hemp food products using a single hemp seed essentially okay. right um so so our first stage of the entire supply chain was um finding great quality seeds right mm-hmm. because if you see in in most remote in most remote mountain villages there are not a lot of crops which can perform there right and i mean cash okay. crops okay but in similar lines hemp can grow pretty much anywhere it is so versatile resilient where it can it can grow without real effort right and as we know i mean the entire mountain areas is is completely filled with a lot of lot of hemp plants growing there right and mm-hmm. and so like we thought that 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 hemp it could be great for like the farmers to grow because there is not a lot of maintenance what 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 you have to do while growing the plant and it mm-hmm. and it becomes like an added cash crop for them so so that is is really how uh, how uh, how we saw this and and how we we started our journey with hemp so um, essentially we have our fields growing in the state of uttarakhand and we have a manufacturing unit based in based in madhya pradesh and our head office is in bangalore Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So, uh, you think hemp can grow anywhere, or does it need a specific climate conditions to grow? So, so hemp. So, so usually for for, uh, for hemp, it would it would be more of 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 like a tropical like climate. But essentially, mm-hmm. hemp can grow pretty much and really like perform well in most places. And um, so, so, so. it it can grow even in the in the cold it can grow even in heat but but ideally the the hemp needs um doesn't like a very like clogged soil so um mm-hmm. um so like the himalayan mountains is essentially a great place for it also to grow right right i've heard of himalayan hemp though and right. i thought ki it is just those areas that uh, usually grow this uh, hemp plant but uh, it was wonderful to know from you that you know it grow it can be grown anywhere right it can be grown anywhere cool so uh do you think like hemp farming can like how do you think that hemp farming can contribute to the environment basically okay okay i'll just give you okay um, to 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 explain the same i'll just cite a very small example right mhm just imagine a piece of land right? right which is which is about 4 acres Yeah. growing and and we have and we have trees there growing for 20 years okay imagine 4 mm-hmm. acres of land and you have trees which take about 20 years to grow and what do we do we chop down those trees to make paper right, right. hemp can produce the same amount of pulp in 1 acre of land and in 4 months oh wonderful right so so that is is literally 1/4 the land and and in essentially 3 to 4 months we we are, we we are speaking about a plant which can give you not just pulp but it can give you food can give you medicines it can give you shelter it can give you so many so many various different things 
and the other very very interesting thing is about hemp is that it it produces or or it 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 essentially pulls in four times the, the amount of of carbon dioxide than trees mm-hmm. and it it keeps the um soil well intact for for more plants to grow as well right so 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 it aids to the soil it aids to the the air which we breathe in it gives us great valuable medicines it gives us food we can make the ropes um or we can make ropes we can make fabrics we can make hemp crates with it there's so much uh-huh. there's so much so it's a versatile it. kind of a product basically it's a very very versatile very very versatile product and now there's even a lot more research on on also making bioplastics with hemp right because hemp has mm-hmm. a very high cellulose content uh-huh. in it okay that's wonderful and really interesting to know like it's such a versatile product something like bamboo mm-hmm. which uh, usually grows you know in 3 to 4 months and uh, helps in deforestation and it's so environment friendly so it, there's another product that has come up as uh, hemp which uh, i personally did not know about so hemp so 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 even the actual the actual beauty about hemp really lies in that the fact that it barely needs any water to grow number one and mm-hmm. it can it needs zero 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 fertilizers or pesticides to grow so that oh, is the beauty about it because because now we live in in a world where we we will have a lot of water shortages right so we also have to grow uh-huh. grow crops which can perform in uh, low water conditions as well right so looking forward into the future i would say that hemp will really stand out very good so it's a really uh, good uh, information wonderful information for our our audience who is listening to this podcast to know more about hemp and even they can explore this field uh, for the betterment of our environment so uh, coming to the next question like during your journey like from trekking to finding out hemp and you know to uh, personally growing a brand uh, were there any myths that you have come across that you would like to debunk yeah uh, a lot of myths um and especially when it comes to hemp there are so many myths um uh, um surrounding the plant so essentially in the entire cannabis family right out of all mm-hmm. um the phytocannabinoids present all the terpenes all the flavonoids and the entire like chemical sorry the entire like chemical composition of the plant there is only one active ingredient in it which makes somebody high and that is thc right so you only have one one chemical profile in the plant which which essentially makes you high and 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 mm-hmm. which also does have like a lot of of i mean like medical value right so uh, so like people ask me mm-hmm. all the time does hemp get you high can can you can you can you i mean i mean overdose on hemp um, if i have if i have hemp will i be addicted to it can i feed my children hemp uh-huh. and and the answer to to all those is that hemp is one of the most safest plants in the world and the mm-hmm. only way you can prob- probably die of consuming hemp is by tripping over a bag of hemp and falling that's one of the only ways you can actually cause harm to yourself actually <laughs> 
ओके ओके सो दैट वाज अ मिस बस्टर आई वुड से how rohit has actually helped you understand the biggest myth that we all come across when we hear about uh, the word hemp and uh, i hope this helps everyone and uh, uh, rohit we all come across uh, some terms like green living sustainable living so have you ever come across these terms and have people asked you anything Uh, about those terms and what do you think like how they both are different or same yeah so green living i would say is a slightly vague term of course it means that 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 anything which which like benefits all um like the environment it's it's a slightly vague 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 concept but i feel mm-hmm. sustainable is more in line with with uh, with how every every um business should essentially move forward because it it caters to all all aspects right it it caters to mm-hmm. environmental problems it caters to social problems and it also like caters to various economic problems as well right and and in the mm-hmm. future growing out businesses the first the first thing is that every business will have to become sustainable not as a want but as a need as a need rather and i feel that um that i feel that sustainability is a slightly more well defined term than green living essentially okay so uh do you think only businesses need to get into sustainable living absolutely not absolutely not i, I was um in fact in fact it starts also with like the consumers mainly because because mm-hmm. because a sustainable like businesses can only thrive on sustainable consumers right and consumers happen right. to be happen to become like the pillar of support for more and more sustainable businesses so i would say that that it's it's both which is very important and and they both can can actively contribute in creating more awareness around the same essentially wonderful so uh, is there any suggestion for the newbies out there like people who really want to start uh, you know getting into a sustainable living a sustainable lifestyle but there is a hitch and from where should i start from what are the products should i first use so uh, any suggestions for people like that so 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 i feel i feel that the that the first most important thing is to honestly start with our daily habits right so so mm-hmm. uh, say uh, say for example if if i am like a person that likes to drink coconut water every single day right maybe after after like a workout so so instead of going to the same guy and having the same like coconut water with 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 those like plastic straws maybe i could just maybe i could just like carry my my own straw right or maybe my own steel straw my own bamboo straw my own hemp straw and go right so so i i feel that it essentially should start with your daily habits because again habits are again repeatable actions so it's it's very 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 important to start there and and to deeply introspect and to see where where we can make a difference because there is no difference which is too small or big in fact uh, it would 
all i mean every small act matters essentially is what i am trying to put forth i i i agree with you i agree with you and uh, it's not only just straws that actually have plastic there are toothbrushes uh there are cutleries uh even the disposable mugs that we use for having cup of tea so uh, if we even start with a small change by taking a small step it can actually uh, help make a bigger change so uh absolutely that I'm... was wonderful rohit absolutely the example that you quoted was really nice like people can actually relate their lives very easily with the way you have actually explained you know after a workout having a uh, coconut water instead of using that you can use steel uh, straws or you can even carry your own mug wherein you can pour that water into your mug and have it right have right and and I, I, i feel that the main change will then happen is when when consumers change their perspectives because because most mm-hmm. of the large 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 mnc's in the world are trying to make products which are for for their consumers right so so essentially if there is a right. big paradigm shift in consumer behavior then these big businesses mm-hmm. would would also want to i mean become more sustainable to cater to their new set of of the consumers as well right so so it is like a butterfly effect which starts to happen eventually very right so what do you mean by uh, like uh, triple bottom line i just wanted to understand the terminology from you right what is triple so bottom so triple bottom line essentially means that 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 i i would say that any any business which looks at as social causes looks at economic causes and also looks looks at at uh, at various various environmental problems they are trying to solve right and and these businesses is where i really see the future at because essentially mm-hmm. what is like a business a, a business is essentially an entity which solves a problem in the world right so if we are if we are able to i mean cater to three problems at the same time in a very sustainable way there is where i really see these businesses really flourishing okay so that you'll be calling a sustainable business actual, actual sustainable absolutely, business absolutely absolutely because because see even even making profits is very important as well right i i don't i don't want to say that you know just because you are a sustainable business does not mean that you don't have to be a very profitable one of course you should you should make profit right. you should have a great business model but at the same time sustainability should flow in the bloods and in in the in the veins of your business model essentially and that is where we can right. actually actively make an impact on the world right i really agree with what you said and i hope uh, the coming up uh, the businesses you know the, all the startups actually try to focus on the social economic and environmental factors from the initial days itself because uh, earlier uh, i've seen that there is a corporate culture wherein you know there is csr activities that is mandatory that comes under social economic any which ways uh, they are taking care but environmental factors are the uh, you know factors that are basically uh, people ignore most of them ignore 
uh, and they think that this is only the part of the businesses who are you know working for sustainable living or are you know working for environment are working for the environment so only though it's the business of only them to take care of the environment i think all the startups and all the businesses that are existing can take care of the environmental factors as well because uh, this is how you know we can actually make a change and build a better future uh, you know a better environment for the future generations absolutely Absolutely. So, uh, right, and uh, so uh, do you uh, do you have any questions, uh, uh, Rohit, or would you like to know something like uh, since we are having right. a conversation, right. so it's not a question uh, or an interview <laughs> that is going on. So, just wanted to know if there is something that you would like to know from right. me. Right. So now, so now, when we we essentially look for sustainable products, there are many. many terms we can see right they um such as mm-hmm. biodegradable compostable bioplastic organic natural eco friendly so so essentially if you could mm-hmm. just help us educate our audience on on what do these terms actually mean and and what is the actual a uh, definition of these terms okay so uh first let me start with uh, the basic terms biodegradable and composting so these are the terms you know usually people get confused with and uh, biodegradable basically means that something can be disintegrated with the help of uh, bacteria fungi or other biological processes okay and composting on the other hand we are actually trying to recycle the organic waste which eventually can be reused for example whatever food waste that we have at home okay so what we do is we uh, under certain conditions using certain uh, uh, what you call uh, certain uh, con- giving you know proper environment to it we compost it and that composting is compost is as uh, usually used as a soil for the plants which again helps that plants to grow okay so the primary difference between compostable and biodegradable is that the compostable products require a specific setting in order to break down and uh, whereas uh, the biodegradable products actually break down naturally so uh, what happens is you must have seen ki this product is biodegradable okay so that means that even if you put it in the landfill it will automatically biodegrade it would take it can take longer time but if it's a, if there is a right conditions there it will biodegrade now the other terms that you usually get confused is organic and natural organic food basically are the crops uh, that when you produce you know you do not use any pesticides or fertilizers and in case of animals also you say ki uh, the cheese is organic the milk is organic the meat is organic organic honey you must have heard right. of these terms so these terms basically mean that the uh, product is uh, made without you know without the hormones or the antibiotics okay and when you talk about the natural products usually you have you must have seen a uh, natural skin care product that means this particular you know the tropical cream or lotion that particular uh, thing is made out of uh, nature or plant derived ingredients 
like you know the herbs the roots the essential oils the mm-hmm. flowers these are the things though there are some other things also added along with it but the maximum of it is taken from the nature right so these are the four major terms that i would like to so, cover so 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 um when we speak about natural products do you feel i see because because mm-hmm. uh, the main reason as to why i'm asking you this question is we have a lot of brands and a lot of of companies that that aren't able to i mean claim that it is organic so they use the word natural they use the word you know 100% and and so on and and so on and so forth so so is is there is there any um definition you could give to greenwashing and and um what what um exactly does it mean okay i'll i'll yes yes of course uh so basically what greenwashing is it's actually, you know uh what i would say is uh, you know companies make false claims with the uh, to the consumers okay so uh, they want to put since a lot of sustainable businesses are coming in so the existing businesses know that okay fine there is a lot of scope in eco friendly products so they try to mislead the consumers how they could do it they label it 100% organic 100% natural product or they'll say the packaging is 100% recycled mm-hmm. okay these is all you know for the sake of marketing that they do though the product will be the same but in order to capture the customer's attention they'll make false claims so that is known as greenwashing right right that's great actually because because um what 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 um we also see is that that um, few brands would put 1% of a plant extract in a product and they'll say hey we have uh-huh. this ingredient that ingredient eh? and and it's barely half a percent barely to 1% true. of it true true i agree with you so yeah so uh rohit so diwali is coming mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. right so uh, since our topic was green living so what is it that uh, the message that you would like to give to our audience i would like diwali? okay since since this is also like the festival of of lights I, i would like everybody to really awaken the light within yourselves and to think and act a lot mm-hmm. more more very consciously because because your impact and your actions impact the entire world not just yours not just mine right so so i so right so right. so this is essentially essentially like the idea i would want to like put forward that please become very conscious in the actions you do the food you eat the or the awareness you bring about because it can actually snowball and butterfly into a lot of things right um so yeah um do you also have like a message you you, you would want to like put forward to our audience i would just like to say that uh, try to like there always time that you know there is always a hitch to start get a bit with that hitch and just start off wherever you start whenever you start that's the Absolutely. best time and best time uh, like what i would say is even if you begin with a small step like for example i would say if you change the toothbrush one toothbrush will at least reduce in that ocean in the landfill right 
and that will actually help because you will be using at least four to five toothbrushes in a year on an average mm -hmm. so you are reducing that much in a year and if looking at your your family members change if the it's a family of four right four four 16 16 toothbrushes mm -hmm. reduce just because of one family absolutely so this way if you do a calculation even a small step taken by you can impact your family that will in turn you know when guests come at your place or your family members come at your place you just brief them what you are doing you just tell them the initiative that you are taking to you know save the environment and slowly gradually looking at you but i would just say don't preach what or preach only preach what you practice so unless and until you are practicing something you cannot you if you even if you preach it is not going to be fruitful because people are watching you if you lie you will say you will just preach in front of people that because i am doing this business uh you should buy bamboo brushes and you know you should change yourself you'll save the environment and i'm not implementing that in my life it's really not going to bring a change because somewhere or the other my family members my kids are watching me okay the other people would some way or the other know what i am doing and that is going to give a wrong impact so always first thing what i said was try and take the first step whenever you can because that is the right step second whatever preach what you Absolutely. can that's my message for this day <laughs> that's a wonderful wonderful message honestly doing an amazing job right and uh, and leading thank by you. example so as much. as you rightly so said leading by example thank you so much and one last sure. question rohit there are many people out there mostly the youngsters right who actually want to do something like you are doing you know they have a lot of ideas in their mind but taking the first step is a little difficult you know at times you don't get mentors you don't have people family supporting because when uh, usually families are like you know uh they won't support businesses as the one go unless and until you have a great you know financial background and all those things so for people like them or individuals like them what would you like to suggest essentially if you really 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 believe in something why will anyone else believe you if you don't believe in it in yourself right so 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 the whole thing is that right. if you really have an idea and 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 what i really 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 believe is that ont that entrepreneurs are the bloodline of our economy so by you being an entrepreneur you're act you're actively contributing to a uh, creating jobs adding value generating revenue so many so many so many other factors right so if you really have an idea right. believe in it be very 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 determined and it will eventually align and, and it will eventually go through but the first step is that you really need to believe in yourself and that is the most important thing um, what what many young people go through because i've seen so many young entrepreneurs they're fueled with passion they're fueled with emotions they're fueled with ideas and they're brimming up with so many different things right but then they just right. hear one one negative feedback and they they feel sad about it right so so i mean again being 
an entrepreneur is such that you wake up every single morning you get up you get punched in the face you fall down but then you have to stand up once again right. you have to stand up right and that is the very 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 important message that 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 essentially failure is very important it is very very important and as equally important to success definitely so rohit it was really a great pleasure having an insightful discussion with you i loved it and <laughs> i hope our listeners must have actually heard whatever you said and you know the more but the most important thing was to believe in yourself and to get up if you fall absolutely right and uh, i hope this uh, session of green living can actually impact the future of many many individuals and many startup businesses and uh, once again thank you rohit for accepting our invitation and being here thank you thank, thank you, you means a lot much. i i really had a great time here and <laughs> you guys are doing an amazing job